Today's guest put on two of the most successful photo and video agencies in the Southeast USA, and they are both co-owners of Sprout Connectors, a human-centered digital outreach agency. Welcome to the show, Lisa and Devo. How are you doing? We're doing great, and we're really excited to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk. I really appreciate your presence. Like I said before we started recording, I'm super excited to be speaking with you because you guys are creative and you have years of experience in this field and you are really killing it. And I'm looking forward to learning so much from you today. But I'd love to start with, with Lisa. Um, Lisa, you are considered as an unconventional female CEO with over 30 years running small businesses. You are a former fashion model, you are interior and exterior design expert and more. So I think you already know why I'm excited to speak with you, right? Because you have this big portfolio of experiences. So what would you say um, inspired your life and professional journey so far? What inspired you to capture stories that bring emotions to life? I think people, right? We're, we're always... Um our energy changes when we're meeting people and we're excited about doing something new. And I know that you dropped that horrible number over 30 years, um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of connections that happen in 30 years. Right. And there's a lot of people that don't, they don't realize what they attribute to your career that you're put in a situation that maybe you were never put in before that things just don't get boring because you're always meeting new people and you're being um, pushed to your limits to do something new and try something new. It's never the same thing twice. So I think that, I think always having the opportunity to try something new, to be in a new situation. Yeah. And um, I think there's something within us too, when we're creatives that we just, it's hard to sit still. You just want to create something new. It's hard to just sit in one spot and not say, Hey, that would be really cool to do this or that, or create something. There's always something on your mind around the back burner. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so inspiring. What about you? What about you, MD? For I mean, you are considered a thought leader. You are a photographer also, videographer, entrepreneur also. And I read on your website, like I said, um, I confess I was you know, stalking you on your website. I read that you stole your first camera. So can you share the story with us and how your personal and professional development has been since then? Hmm. Stole the first camera. Well, I didn't know I was going to, I didn't even know it was a camera. I knew, I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't really understand. I grew up really poor and I didn't, I never really had anything like that. And, uh, it was sort of a, I was always kind of a, I was kind of a jerk in class. I was <laughs> always pulling pranks on teachers and stuff like that and doing stuff. And, yeah. but this particular teacher was always a fond of me and I, I had a good relationship with him and I, I, I would always take stuff from him and just sort of hide it around the classroom like things that were important to him which in retrospect probably wasn't very nice but I guess it still was kind of funny <laughs> um, anyhow I took one of his camera from him and I brought it home for the weekend and my friends and I just over the weekend took a bunch of photographs just nothing nothing crazy just some photographs mm. uh, and then I snuck it back in his desk drawer and didn't think anything about it and then a couple of months later he asked me to stay after class and um, he just sort of walked up to the desk and just dropped this envelope on the desk. And I didn't know what it was. I'd never seen film developed before. Yeah. I'd never even seen a, I'd never even seen the output of a, a, an actual photograph before other than, you know, like on just basic stuff. So I opened up the envelope and there were all these photographs of me and my friends just jerking around doing nothing special, but. Were they um, good exposures? No, they were nothing. They were, <laughs> they were good exposures, but the photographs were nothing special, but it was just sort of, I had forgotten about those moments. 
Mm. I had forgotten all about that time that I had spent doing that. I had forgotten that I'd even stolen the camera. But the first thing that I kept thinking about is, holy shit, like right in front of me was sort of a, a rewind of that moment. Yeah. And I was, I was blown away by the fact that I, even though the photos were nothing special, I was just sort of blown away that there was sort of a piece of me that was just frozen right there. Mm. A, like a piece of history that I had, would never have remembered again, yeah. but I was looking at it, almost reliving that moment over and over. So um, that's why I got into photography because like, holy shit, that is really cool. I can take a space in time, this moment right now, like you're recording this Zoom yeah, and we can watch that again over and over. And you might say something brilliant on this show that kickstarts your entire career into something absolutely fantastic. And it's being recorded for seven and a half billion people to possibly listen to and hear. And yes. so take that on a much smaller scale. That was photography for me, seeing that simple little photograph of me on a skateboard i was like no one's ever taken a photograph of me before mm. i'd never had a photograph like that i remembered yeah. and it was just sort of like it just propelled me into just curiosity i wanted to really explore it mm. it's interesting how you can become with what we do and with what a lot of people do you become intertwined in people's stories and helping them tell the story as well there's, yeah. there's moments in their life that you have had the privilege of being intertwined and in, being part of it and helping them to tell the story that has the um, posterity for their generations to come. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And do you, do you feel like sometimes you get, you know, intertwined or connected to their stories in some ways? Do you feel that emotion that they are feeling at that moment also? All the time. Like, all the time. Sometimes there's that elation, depending on what you're capturing. Um, a lot of times with, with Sproke Connectors, with our, our business that we do um, branding and marketing and content creation for businesses, mm -hmm. there's that imposter syndrome with, with a lot of our clients. They don't know how to show up. They know they have to. But even though they're fantastic at what they do, mm -hmm. they take it for granted and they don't realize how how gifted they are in certain ways that other people aren't and, and to help them to show up in that way with their superpowers yeah. is, is really fun to watch just to see that, that the potential they have and seeing them put that out yeah. in front of masses to see that they wow. would never have done. Yes. So I, I'm so curious about this. I would love to know how your paths crossed and how you started your company. Like I know <laughs> your past crossed at some point. I know you're doing similar things, but your path crossed at some point and you founded um, Sprout Connectors and you became keynote um, speakers and you are influencing a lot of people's life out there. Uh, how did it all happen? So we might tell the story differently. So do you want me to start? No, I want to I want to actually jump back for a second because okay. I really liked his question on the emotional piece. Do we feel the emotion from clients? Can I offer my insight on that? Yes, please. I think it's impossible not to if you actually care about what you're doing. And I think a lot of people, especially now, I think a lot of people sort of don't see photography as in the same mystique that it once held because it's so omnipresent in our lives. Right. And so yeah. Lisa and I were just having this conversation the other day. I was in a conversation with somebody who was interested in using my services, but she also told me that she was comparing my price with like five other photographers. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, what I do, I, I, you can withdraw my name from the hat. I'm not interested in working with you. If you don't see the value of, of, of capturing something like this. And you're only going to spend the, you only want to look at it from a monetary value. Yeah. 
there's no emotional tie-in to that. And for me as a photographer, I know Lisa is the same way. There's a complete nothing but emotional buy-in on every single session I, I work with the client hmm. because you're going to come across to me completely different than Lisa does. Yeah. And that, in that space that you're with me, it's nothing but emotional. And my job is to draw out your true personality. And the only way I can do that is to be emotional with you. Mm-hmm. So I have to sort of take on this. I have to sort of take on this chameleon in a way, because I have to be able to feel and taste and understand who you are. Yeah. And for, that's what photography is. That's what, that's what we do. So yeah, there's, it's impossible for me not to take on the emotion of every client. I, I, I don't know how to not do that. And yeah. I think you're the same way. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I didn't mean to go backwards, but I just wanted no, to talk about good. that. No, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. So as far as us connecting, I think we're the poster child for um, the benefits of social media and, and the power in connecting with other people and, and, relating outside of your sphere and the um, opportunities that are out there if you're not afraid to take them. And I think a lot of people sometimes don't want to share their secrets or they don't want to talk to other people mm. because they're competition or anything like that. Yeah. But we we met on social media. Devo reached out to me. Uh, he DM'd me. He saw my Instagram. And from there, we just, you know, we're, we live four hours apart. We created a conversation because we were in similar businesses and in different locations and we were just open to sharing and having conversations about what was working, what wasn't working, mm-hmm. and some of the things that we really wanted to do. And those conversations, same as what we have with a lot of our other um, connections that we have, have re- ended up in relationships that we have, whether they're personal, whether you're um, in business with them, whether you're um, referring other people to them. Hey, I know someone that's really great. They could help you out in that situation. And it's not taking anything away from me. It's only you know, an expansion, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what it ended up being. And then people would be asking us, you know, Hey, uh, could you come and speak to us about this? And from all of those things and from the universe telling us, Hey, people are asking about this. Maybe you should start a business. We started a business. Is that the it's kind of the same story? I mean, I guess, it, I guess that was sort of the fallout. Through. But, but Toby, I'm like you, I sort of fell in love with her when I first saw her. So. <laughs> I, I was I was enamored, and you know, you talk about the emotional piece and the storytelling piece of of what photography can do for you, and social media and the power if you use it, yeah. if you use it properly, can connect you with seven and a half billion people on the planet. You're in Germany, mm-hmm. we're in the USA. You know, six hour, what are you, eight hour time difference from us on a completely different yeah. side of the globe, and we're here having a conversation. And so, mm-hmm. um. For me, seeing seeing what Lisa was doing, it was inspiring, and and other people that we have met on Instagram or social media, and just but the version of what you said said was pretty accurate. But yeah, it was um, it was sort of a almost like a world's colliding moment for me. Mm. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I love that. What's colliding? First, um, love at first sight, and yeah, now we have a wonderful business and company so what inspired the name who brought up the name what's inspired i don't know if i'm pronouncing correctly is it sprouts or um, sprouts yeah. connectors what brought yeah. uh, what inspired you to call your company sprouts connectors well we started thinking about all the things that we're really good at and all the things that we're really passionate about mm-hmm. and and what is at the core of everything we do and at the core of everything we do it's connecting with people right it's having conversations it's sitting around a campfire and 
sharing and swapping stories. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're sitting around those campfires, metaphorically speaking, but literally speaking, there's an ignition that occurs when you get around like-minded people and that energy swill that sort of passes back and forth with people. And at the root of that energy swill, there's like a seed, something being planted, right? You're planting a thought, you're planting an idea, you're planting a concept, you're growing it, you're nurturing it, you're building a dream together, whether whatever it might be. Yeah. And it just sort of seemed to make sense where everything we do is centered around creating something centered around connecting with somebody centered around helping other people grow their brand. And it all begins with the seed, right? A thought seed, planting a seed, a sprout, and yeah. and then the sprout connectors. And so that's sort of how it, that's kind of the metamorphosis of that. Oh yeah, that's good. I love that. And how does your company, you know, um, help businesses out there to realize their, their potential through digital marketing and purposeful branding that you do? Oh, that's a great question. I'll, I'll answer some of it and I'll let you as well. I think a lot of us um, that are working in the entrepreneurial, solopreneur, small business, we understand the importance of social media, but we're a little bit overwhelmed by it because you're doing so many things. You're wearing so many hats within your business and you just feel like you're not doing it all. And then if you are trying to do it all, you're spending half the day on social media. Mm -hmm. So we found that we could partner with businesses and partner carefully with businesses. We have a, um, through experience, we have an onboarding that we do with clients to make sure that we're a good fit because once you take clients on, you're spending a lot of time. So you need to really believe in what they're doing, be part of their team. Um, And then from there, we just figured, you know what, they could use our help. We can use our talents. We're inspired by them. So we help them through branding. um, And I'll let you talk a little bit about the onboarding that we do um, and help people to find their voice. And then through social media, bring it to the masses in a healthy way so that they can still get their mind on their business and feel confident with what they're doing and the way they're showing up. I like that. Um, I think social media aside, social media is just a vehicle of what we use to share a message. Right. But I think what all of us suffer from and myself included, it's why we hire business coaches. It's why we have, that's why we consult with friends. It's why we talk to our family about things everybody sort of has these ideas of how to become something or be someone or grow something or create something. Um, But I think we sort of get stuck in our own head and we don't believe in our own powers. We don't believe in our own abilities. We sort of have this idea of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like, why would anybody want to listen to my message? Like what difference am I going to make? And I think, you know, contextually speaking, and I'm going deeper here than I probably should, but contextually speaking is like, all of those narratives that we tell ourselves, we can't, we shouldn't, we won't, we will never do that. We'll never have that. Those are just based upon somebody else's idea that they shared with us. And I think our job at the core of what we do best is goes back to the, some, some of the things that we just have talked about is I think when you actually give a fuck and you sit down and have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being for real. Let's just, let's just be real for a second. Of course. Like, you come to me and you say, hey, Devo and Lisa, you know, I have this podcast or I have this really good idea and I really want to start this, but I don't have any content for it. I don't really know how to tell my story. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, there's a million people who can help you grow your social media channels at a lot cheaper than we can. There's a million things that you could do on your own. Um, but I think what you don't know necessarily how to do yet is because we sort of all get in our own way. 
And by working with somebody who can sort of see your beauty and takes the time to listen to your beauty and takes yeah. the time to listen to your story and mm -hmm. takes the time to give a fuck about your story, mm -hmm. we're able to sort of see the power in you that you know is there, but you don't really know how to create it for, for, for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to create that story for you mm -hmm. visually literally so that you can see your own power and when you start to do that you start to realize just how good you are at what you actually could be good at does yeah. that make sense yeah it does. so you know we we have this business called sprout connectors but you know we've learned a lot along the way mm -hmm. as we started it that our true power isn't necessarily managing your social media we do that really well but what we are at the core is we're really good storytellers Mm -hmm. We're really good at intuitively connecting with our clients yeah. and, and everyone's different. You're different from your best friend and, and how we would tell your story versus his or hers is going to be completely unique to each of you. And so it's our job as content creators to really in, get in bed with you and understand your space and what, what is it, what's your superpower and how can we tell that story to other people so that when they see that, they're like, holy shit, I want to be just like Toby. <laughs> and, and that's what yeah. we do. That's what Sprout, that's what Lisa and I do best is tell your story so that other people can see it. But most importantly, so that you can see it. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, I am pretty cool. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Narcissistic monsters. There's something about that, though, the accountability to step into that. And you're, you're holding yourself accountable for that. These people are helping me to do this. So I'm going to step into that. They're, they're booking me on, on LinkedIn's that I have to show up live. And I've never done that before, but I've committed to that. Yeah. And now I have mm. to do it. Now I have to do a photo shoot that's going to create content for this. And now I have speaking you know, topics to speak on that I have to show how I can speak professionally and eloquently on that topic. Yeah. And I do it all the time, but I've never been given a task to do it in a specific amount. So now I'm actually showing up. That's a really good way to put it. It, 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 it I like that. I, we've mm -hmm. never had that discussion. We're, 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 uh, we're pioneering this conversation right now. I think <laughs> it's good. Let's no go. one's ever spoken about this before. <laughs> no, again, there's a million people who do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. But how can you mm -hmm. take what you're, there's a, how many people podcast right now? Oh I think gosh. it's like half a million podcasts that are actively live right now. Yes. So Toby, what, what is it about your podcast that has a unique value proposition? It, may, it might be your topics. It might be your guests. It might be your enigmatic laugh and smile that makes me feel like I'm really just sitting in a conversation with you that I could probably carry on for hours. Like mm -hmm. there's something about you and your space that you do better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. So how can we help you tell that story? And, and that's our job as that's our job as marketers, as branding, whatever company you're in, it's our job to tell our story. And Lisa's right. Like, we are sort of accountability partners. We're not coaches. We're accountability partners for, and giving people sort of a structure around their, their time and space. And I yeah. think everyone is feeling overwhelmed by that right now. And a lot of people want to copy what other people are doing. Mm. And there's so many people that are jumping on that and they're switching gears every month. Oh, this month I want to do that. And we've had clients like that this month. Oh, oh she's, she's doing this and she's wearing a bathing suit and she's doing this and she's talking about this. So now I want to do that. But it's like, <laughs> that's not what you're about. Let's, yeah. let's get what you're about because you do it better than anyone else and you own the copyright on that. Mm -hmm. You're doing it better than anyone else can do. So let's push that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's really that good point. Yeah. I was, going to, I was going to ask, you know, with this day and age with social media and the pressure that we get from looking at other people's pages online, um, how can we still stand out basically? How can we still own ourselves, make our standard and make our own path and way 
in a saturated market. <laughs> mm. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Like it's it's hard how do you stand out and I think a lot of people want to speak to everyone. And I know mm-hmm. that what I do through my my photography business and what we do through Sprout isn't going to speak to everyone. And we don't want to speak to everyone. So I think having that realization that we don't need everyone as a client, but we want to have those clients that we connect with and that we're loyal to them and they're loyal to us. And, and we've said before, creating relationships with clients and mm-hmm. partners that you're partnering with it's, it's kind of like dating and that, that dating, as you go through it, you don't want to be on that dating app that you're dating someone different every day. You want to create those relationships. So sometimes you have to put a little bit of time into it in the beginning, but those relationships will last longer and those relationships will keep you in business as well. You don't need to be out there selling all the time. So if you're learning who you want to connect with, what your value is, why you're doing what you're doing, what you're really good at, and just speak about that, Mm -hmm. just just not just shooting um, pictures and putting that up there, but having your story, whether it's video, whether it's stills, but just showing up and speaking to those people, they will find you. You don't need to have 3 million followers to be able to be in business, but you need those loyal followers. And that's, we get 40% of our business off of just off of our Instagram. People Mm -hmm. see what we do. There's a million people that are doing what we do, but somehow we've resonated with them. So stand in your, your true form of who you are. Yeah. Can can I add to something to that? Because I like all of what you just said. I wrote a couple yes, of words please. down to you, that. You wrote um, a lot of words down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think you know it's kind of funny. I, I I used to, and I'm in the I'm in the same world. I think I used to overcomplicate social media, hmm. but if you really stop and just think about what it is, it's just a it's just a larger microcosm of our personal relationships that we've built over in, in a physical space. Like you have you, you have you have a best friend. What's your best friend's name? Io. Um, okay. So how yeah. long have you known Io? Oh, for like two years now. Yeah. Okay. And what is it about Io that just makes you really want to connect with him and have conversations? What is that about Io? Oh, the friendliness and the understanding. Yeah. Love. But you didn't just become best friends overnight, right? You sort mm-hmm. of engaged in storytelling over time and you started to realize that you all shared some commonalities and there were some things that you benefited from each other. There was a reciprocity to it. Yes, of course. I think social media is the same way. It's called social for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, this is not a plug, but it's sort of like a water cooler, right? And you have seven and a half billion people that are roughly on it. That's true. That's mm-hmm. a scary thought to think about. Mm-hmm. And you have all of these people who are sort of just looking for something to entertain them or educate them or inspire them or connect with someone else for another yeah. reason. I connected with Lisa because I was inspired by her content and, She's beautiful. I was inspired by that. Um, But she travels. She traveled a lot and I had never traveled. And so that was a common thread for me. And when I saw her, the first time I saw her, it was a photograph that popped up into my feed and she was in Italy. And I was like, I've always wanted to travel. And so I had this common connection that she didn't know about it, but I had this common thread that I saw in her that was something that I wanted. So your question was, how do you stand out in the sea of seven and a half billion people doing the exact same thing. I think you figure out what you're really good at and what you really like to do. And you start talking about that and not all seven and a half billion people are going to connect with you, but there will be other IOs out there who will see your content and be like, Holy shit, that happened to me. I like that. Or I love that he likes that because I also like that, or Mm. that's really cool. But, but you have to do that consistently. And you can't be like one day posting about X and then 
not show up for 10 days or not show up for two months. Like it's the same way you and IO had a consistent pattern of connecting and engaging and building trust and building rapport and learning about each other. And before you know, it, it's two and a half years later and you're just like your best of buds. And so mm -hmm. social media is sort of the same way. And this isn't just a bunch of bullshit. Like we're scheduled to be married this year. And I met her five years ago on Instagram. And now wow. we run a bit, we run a business together and I think that's all it's just, it's really that simple. Be consistent, mm -hmm. have a, have some value to, to offer to the world, educate yeah. them, inspire them, do something that just gives, gives back something and don't yeah. expect anything in return, mm -hmm. just consistently show up. And you're going to start to see that people are going to start catching on to your vibe. They're going to start catching on to your consistency. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to start seeing that you actually have something you give a fuck about and you're sharing that. Yeah. And then that's how you stand out. But you're not trying to stand out to seven and a half billion people. You're trying to stand out to the people who you want to connect with. Mm -hmm. Right. That's Just true. like the other IOs on the planet. That's what I would say. Yeah. And from what you're saying, too, you know, you have to be passionate about what you're doing because it's a long game. When you're, when you're showing up for social media, you're not going to post something and then all of a sudden you've got business coming in. It's a long game. Yeah. So you have to be passionate about what you're mm -hmm. doing. You have to be authentic. And I know everybody uses that word, but it's hard to be a poser for a long amount of time. So you yeah. need to be passionate about what you do. You need to actually want to do what you, you're doing, mm -hmm. not just seeing someone else doing, it. okay, I'm going to do this and hopefully something will happen because yeah. you're going to be talking about that and living that for a long time. So yeah. Maybe it's like we go into our, 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 with our clients and we start out with a branding exercise because a lot of times they don't know what their why is or what their superpower is, what the value is that they're giving back and help them niche down to who their voice is. And I think you need to, you know, you don't need a, us to come in and do it, but you need to sit down and think about that before you start posting, have an idea or just revisit that every once in a while. And is this what I really want to do? Is this yeah. who I'm speaking to? Has my business changed? And do I need to change my dynamic of what I'm, I'm offering? But it's yes. always got to be that value. There's got to be a reason. Like, why do we, why do we have our secret accounts that we just like love listening to mm -hmm. or love watching? But honestly, like you, you really need to be able to like, there's certain accounts that when, when I'm going to go in and look just for fun mm -hmm. that I'm always going to go to, because I know that that's what they're going to deliver to me every time. Yeah. You want to be able to do that too. Yes, I want to be true. able to like, hey, I can show up and I know this is what I'm going to get. It's going to make me feel good or it's going to give me some value. It's going to educate me. It's going to be beautiful. Whatever it is that you want to show up for and you want to look for. Mm, that's true. I, I love what you just said right now because, you know, sometimes we, we post some things on social media with the hope that we'll go viral with it. And once we don't go viral, if we don't have passion or that, you know, um, that belief that or that love for what we do, we'll just give up on our craft or our creativity and forget about it and say, okay, the other person can do it better. That's why they are successful with their business. Yeah. 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 And there's times too, though, that you're looking at things and you're like, how, how are they doing it? How, why? Mm. Because I might do that better. And that sounds a terrible, but maybe they've been doing it longer. Maybe they've just been um, connecting in a different way. Like there's a way for all of us to do it. And again, you don't need a million followers. You just need the right followers. That's true. So, That's very true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's an unhealthy relationship, isn't it? Social yeah. media can be kind of tough. Sometimes you see things and you see someone dancing. You're like, I can't dance. I can't, yeah. I can't do that. How am I, how am I going to show up? And I'm not doing that real. And I'm not on TikTok as well. And I, 
Mm-hmm. Keep it healthy. Show up for what you can show up for. Put the rest into your business and keep connecting. When people are reaching out to you, when they're DMing you, when they're commenting, have that conversation back with them. You don't know where it's going to go. And do yeah. great things like like with you, with your podcast. Those people, we've created um, a network of people that are just such good human beings and are so good at what they do. Yeah. And they live all over the world now that we can refer them to other people. And we've created this great community that's yeah. that's open and, you know, we all are elevated from it. So yes. figure out how, how you're going to have that healthy relationship. Yeah. And that way you're going to have the stamina to continue. Yes. And that's what I'm, that's what is, you know, motivating me to ask you this right now. Like you, you and um, um, Devo's story is so wonderful, like connecting together, building up something together, you know, just after meeting on social media. Um, so I'd love to know how we can, you know, build strong and healthy relationship and strong and healthy human connections also with people through social media or just with with business with business with business yeah okay so i uh this is personal mm-hmm. i um was in a i was married for 30 years and i was i had a business that was with my partner my name wasn't on it i just but i did everything with it um when our relationship ended i had to start over again And when I started over again and I rebranded, I had that realization that the only reason that I was able to get up and running so quickly was because I I had some really great people in my life that believed in me and that I had created relationships with. So I think everything, the core of everything Mm -hmm. is, is not just being selfish about things like legitimately caring about what other people are doing, create those connections. You don't know where they're going to go. Like Mm -hmm. I was up and running in an unbelievable amount of time. I thought my, my life was over as I knew it. Mm -hmm. And those people just showed up and they said, you know, we have a magazine that we're starting. We would like you to be the head photographer for it. From that, all the connections that I got for these great people that I was shooting. And I was thinking, I'm not necessarily making a lot of money doing this, but I was really enjoying it. These people that are hidden that you would never have made connections with. Mm-hmm. So have the ability to, to say yes to things that feel right. You don't know where they're going to go, but maybe in a month, maybe in two months, maybe in six months, maybe in a year, yeah. it might be that person that's coming back to you. It might be someone that they've recommended because You've had such a great relationship with them. You cared. Mm. You did your best. You were open to anything happening in the experience. Mm. You just never know. It's those connections that just multiply the trickle effect from them has has been magnificent in my life. And I would say that that's the most important thing. Honestly, I would never have been able to market the things Mm. that I'm doing without without showing up for things that at first I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Maybe I'm not good enough. I'm doing it alone. How am I going to do it alone? You can do it. You step to the other side of fear. You make those connections and you just show up doing what you love and being passionate about it. You're talking to people all the time, everywhere. It doesn't matter where we go. We'll be in in different cities because again, we live four hours apart and people will come up to you, whether they're here or in your city and you'll start having conversations. And then there's always the connection. You always find that opportunity where the world becomes a smaller place Mm -hmm. and you connect. Like that guy on the street this morning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it all boils down to, uh, I keep on saying it, but it's like, just give a fuck about something and, mm. and have, and be genuine about it. Like, I think it's all about your perspective on how you see things. Yeah, that's true. What do you, what do you think? 
yeah, I, I believe it, it all boils down to the passion also. Like you have to be passionate about that thing that you are going to start. And also, you know, you have to have that confidence in yourself. Like let's go of that imposter syndrome. Like um, I was happy when Devo mentioned that earlier. Like a lot of people have this have that feeling that they don't deserve to do this thing or who is going to listen to your story anyway. And I could totally relate to that because I delayed starting this podcast for that kind of reason also. Like uh, who am I to host a podcast <laughs> yeah so you know letting go of that feeling and letting go of that um emotion it's led me to be right here right now speaking with lisa and divo yeah and that's amazing i love that yeah. isn't there always that that feeling after you've been doing it for a while you're like why didn't i do it earlier exactly yeah yeah i should have done this ages ago <laughs> I would love you to share some tips and some tools that you use to build your business and make it successful. How have you been so successful with your career, with your endeavors so far? Can you share some tips and secrets to that? We're exceptional at what we do. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. Hone your craft and always keep learning. That's mm. I think that's number one because the world doesn't stop and stand still. There, there's always room for for improving whether it's uh, creatively whether it's technically mm. like invest in yourself in whatever yeah. way you can so whether it is exactly your craft whether it's the behind the scenes pour money into your business and into yourself to improve it and then you'll reap the rewards on the other side mm. and i think as well guard your time yeah what do you think I think all of that, but I'm also beginning to realize that there is a more spiritual side of it. And I think you would imagine, I think that if you were to have a conversation with the most successful men and women through the history of time, they understood something that I'm only actually beginning to understand. And it, it is more of the spiritual side of things. It's sort of, I, I don't, it's not woo woo. It, mm. it, it's like, it's the ability to sort of understand your power. And realize that your potential, and this sounds this sounds easy to say, but it's impossible. It's it's really difficult to 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 live in this way, yeah. and and it's something that I think we get we we all suffer from. But it's really I'm, I'm having a difficult time putting it into words. But it's understanding that literally anything you want to create is possible if you can just get out of your own way, and then doing all those things that. Lisa just said, hard work, being consistent, showing up, investing in yourself, connecting with other people, being adaptive, yeah. being reflective, being introspective about what worked, understanding that it's a process. You're not going to have success overnight. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time to be successful. And then if you can, and if you can grasp that and then understand that that not only is it possible to have the type of success you want, but you can't just sit back and like, okay, now make it happen. You have to put in the time. You have yeah. to put in the energy. You have to put in the work. And if you can detach yourself, this is my biggest problem I've had most of my life. If you can detach yourself from an outcome of something, mm -hmm. don't focus on the end game. Yeah. Just be part of the process. And know that through that process, you're going to have successes, you're going to have mistakes, you're going to have losses, there's going to be a lot of wins. And in every single one of those moments, there's something that you can learn from and pivot from and adapt and grow from it. Yeah. 
and just keep, keep at it and just keep at it. And mm-hmm. what you started today, like, I don't know that if you were to talk to me a year from now, if we're going to be doing the exact same thing we're doing, because as we've dived deeper into the process and really started embracing what we love doing the most, mm-hmm. our, not only has our business changed, our personalities have changed, where we're going to be living has potentially changed, like all the different things that are just part of our journey. And, and I'm not really trying, I get caught up in focusing on an outcome, like I expect it to be like this. Yeah. But as soon as I'm like, just fuck it, I'm just going to go in and do it and see what happens. It's when all sorts of other opportunities present themselves to us. I think it's those expectations that sometimes trip us up. Yeah. But we keep having these, these situations that happen within our business and we try to pull back and say, what are we learning from this? And I think Mm -hmm. if you can take that time and pull back and say, what lesson are we learning right now? How can we improve next time? And I, I think as well, people are really smart and they can see through if you, if, if what you're doing is kind of a farce, if you're showing up on social media and it's, pretty bogus you're pretending to be someone else people can see through that yeah so again i think you just need to show up the way you are Mm -hmm. in your superpower in your light and again like you know speaking on what you were just saying we we do need to guard our time and guard our time in a certain way that we don't need to say yes to everything Mm -hmm. we need to be careful as to what we say yes to how is it going to benefit us how are we you know is it is it going to take too much of our energy where, do, where are we putting our energy and how do we need to fill ourselves up so that we can show up? And that may be your morning routine. That may be something spiritual. That may be something physical, whatever you need to do to keep going as well. Yes. Yeah. I love the fact that you mentioned um, guiding your time because I was listening to a conversation a while back and the lady was telling me that, or she was saying that, um, at a point in her career, she, she she had to take everything possible, like do everything as much as possible, go over time on things. But she has gotten to a point in her career where she can selectively choose what she does. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that like the same experience with you that at the, at the initial point, you have to do everything as much as possible for the exposure, for the experience, and then later you could guide your time or from the onset, you have to guide your time? Um. We actually did a podcast on this, just the two of us, because we had a discussion about it like ages ago, a, a quantity over quality. And how do you get to that point where you can just pick and choose, cherry pick the jobs that you want to do? Mm. But I think you do need to start out to get your craft to where whatever you're doing, to yeah. get your professional standard to where it needs to be mm. before you can start saying no to some things and knowing what that fit is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But uh, so you need quantity and quality. Yes. That, that was the point of our podcast. Mm. Quantity leads to quality. But the funny thing is, is that the quantity doesn't necessarily reduce over time. It's that your quality gets inherently better because of the quantity. And what happens is the opportunities that present to you don't require as many resources because through your quantity, you got really more efficient, more skilled, more proficient at what you're doing. And so you're still putting in quantity in a sense, but relatively speaking, the, the output has changed because you've gotten so much better at it. And so the opportunities are different for you, right? Does that make sense? So yes, you have to put in the energy, yes. Like, but you're always putting in the energy. It doesn't ever stop yeah. because that's just the law of the universe. Like it's karma. You get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. But the, the funny thing is about the universe is that your output gets better over time 
because you become more proficient at your quantity of putting in. Does that make sense? Yes, I don't it know does. if I'm explaining it properly. No, but, but, but yes, absolutely. Because the capacity of your talent at a certain level, like you would not have been five years ago. Mm-hmm. You would yeah. not have had that capacity mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Now That's you true. Because it becomes habitual, right? It just sort of becomes habitual for you. But that's also could be a, that can also be a double-edged sword. Because mm-hmm. when something becomes habitual, it becomes like secondary to you. And then you could get lazy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you have to always keep pushing yourself to something bigger, right? You always have to keep finding something else to explore, to make your craft better, to, to maybe taking on different opportunities that really scare the shit out of you, but cause you have no idea. But yeah. what happens is when you step into those really scary opportunities, they like create something else for you. It's like, mm-hmm. it just keeps growing. I think that's the whole point of everything. Like just keep improving ourselves a little bit better each day. Of course, isn't yes. it? Isn't it those people that retire and then just decide to do nothing? They kind of die really fast. <laughs> so, so if we want to extend our life, yeah, <laughs> pushing and doing new things, pushing past fear, stepping into the unknown a little bit, mm. being better at what we do. Absolutely, yes, yeah. I don't want to die yet? <laughs> no, not yet. We still have ages to live, centuries to live, basically, or decades. Yeah centuries no so um i'd love to go a little bit personal right now like i know you guys have seen a lot you've experienced a lot through your, your work photography for, and videography also so from all of this what would you say is the definition of life and what is the meaning of life Ooh, you dropped a heavy one on us <laughs> <laughs> isn't man is that they might have joy mm. yeah so i think you need to define where you're getting your joy And I think a lot of the things that we're experiencing are through meaningful relationships Mm. about doing the things that make you a better human being and somehow giving back in whatever Mm. capacity you can. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. Devo, do you have? And and killing it on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the, the odd pictures and yeah. (laughs) I like what you said, Joy. Um, I, I would say that the meaning of life is to become a better version of yourself in every single moment. Mm-hmm. No matter what that is you're doing is how can you make yourself a little bit better? Yeah. And that may be really slow and trudgery for some people, but that's okay if you detach yourself from the, from the outcome of it. Like every single day, can you do something that just makes you a little bit better than you were yesterday? Whether yeah. you're talking to somebody in the street or sitting down to a, there's just, there's millions of things that you can do Mm -hmm. literally, literally millions and trillions of things that you can do, whether it's cleaning up your own room, cleaning up your own yard. Like there's literally something every single day. What are you you saying? You can do, no, but my point is, (laughs) I think that's that's the whole point of life. Like I I often ask the same question, like what the fuck is the point of us being here? Like there's all of this turmoil. You're like, what's my legacy going to be? All of those big questions. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I think that is just the point. It, if it, and I think that's, I think that's true. Like I always, I always ask Lisa, like, what is the point of my life here? And what legacy, if I were to leave the planet today, would people even remember me in a year? Mm-hmm. Would people even know who I was in a year? And I, I don't know that it really matters yeah. because there's probably somebody somewhere that I've touched their life and made it a little bit better so if i made their life a little bit better then that's my legacy but i think for me personally just trying to improve myself in some way shape or form every single day and then over time you just sort of look back at that matriculation you're like holy shit yeah that was kind of cool i did a pretty good job at that 
That's true. Yeah. I, I found this you, question you very... You need to answer that. You need to answer that. You can't give us all the hard questions. <laughs> yeah. So like I um, for me, life means, you know, um, impacting other people's life also. Like life for me is also, like you said, growing every day for me. Like that's why I, I've connected with your Sprout Connectors because I know you have to plant a seed. Then it becomes, you know, it's Sprout. It becomes um, a, a little bit of plant, like it Sprouts. Then it becomes a big tree one day. So for me, that's life basically. Life starts with, you know, planting that seed, watching it, watering it, um, you know, doing everything to make sure it grows and until it becomes a big oak tree, for example. So for me, life is doing that and also helping other people to do the same thing at the same time and i like i like what you guys said already like having a legacy and having that life filled with joy having that space filled with joy and happiness and light also that's for me is life and i i believe i was asking that question because i know it influences our businesses also like i know sprout connectors too like you guys want to you know create an impact want to help other businesses with their digital marketing and that is life that's life is you know helping other people to become the best version of themselves and in the same way you becoming the best version of yourself also mm-hmm. yeah i, love, I that. love that come work with us <laughs> you employ me <laughs> yeah so I, that's that's life yeah for me that's why i wanted to know your opinion or th- know your opinion about what life means yeah because it reflects on in what you do also like if you have a meaningful um opinion or attitude to life then it's going to reflect in whatever you do also absolutely yeah i would like to add one piece to that never Stop asking questions. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Be curious. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't ever accept the what someone tells you is just based upon their context. Mm. Always question everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> that's very deep. <laughs> That's very deep. Yeah. So I also in 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 you know in regards to asking questions, I would love to know this because I know uh, there are a number of um single parents that listen to this podcast also. And um from re- from reading your stories, I found out that you, you are also um single parents. Um so how has it been like you know raising your children and at the same time building up your business, building up your career, combining it all together? How has that challenge been like for you to overcome and to succeed? Well, my life has been perfect, so I haven't had any. (laughs) So I wouldn't know. (laughs) Check me out on Instagram. It looks perfect. Um, You're probably better to answer this because my my kids were older um, when I sort of started over. Um, So my balancing wasn't quite as as difficult as when you have younger kids. That's a a good question. Um, I would say that getting divorced... And having the opportunity to have a moment in my life that really was a massive speed bump for me mm-hmm. served as a catalyst for my own self-introspection and discovery about myself. Yeah. And what I discovered in the process is that I didn't like who I was. Mm-hmm. And that was a reflection on a lot of other things. I used to blame, I used to blame my wife for getting divorced. She wasn't this, she wasn't that, she didn't do this, wasn't that. He's like, it's always her problem. But getting divorced caused me to think that I had just as much to do with that as she did. Mm. And, and call it what you will, we just weren't good people to, to be married with each other. Like, that's just, it's just as simple as that. But being left with two young babies to sort mm. of raise by myself forced me to become a better father 
forced me to rearrange my priorities, forced me to take a look at how I was growing as a human and realize that they're just little sponges, literally taking everything that they see from me. And they're basically recreating it. It's just, they're little reflections for about seven years. And so because I had the opportunity to raise them when they were five and three, respectively at my divorce, I, I had the opportunity to either run away from that or change who I was as a human. And, and I mean this when I say this, getting divorced was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, not because I got divorced, but it made me become a better version and forced me to sort of realize that I had many shortcomings, that I was not living up to my potential, that I was not being the type of father I should have been. I was not being the type of human that I should have been. And so when I was able to sort of redirect that energy to something towards making me better, it made me a better father. Um, It's a lot of fucking work. I will tell you this right now. Um, I actually am a big proponent for, and I don't know what you would call this, but if you are in a relationship and, and you have the opportunity to step away from it, like for example, men, I'm just going to go off on a, a rabbit hole okay. for a second. <laughs> no problem. I'll be back. <laughs> we are literally the dumbest of the two genders on most things. And we could stand, we could stand to learn a lot from women if we would just sort of step out of our own way. And what I learned from that space is like, I don't have my kids. They go to my ex for one week at a time. Hmm. And what I have found during that week off is that it sort of gives me this opportunity to not only focus on my business and not have, this is going to sound horrible, but I don't have those responsibilities of always being daddy daycare and taking people to and from. But what it, what it does is it allows me to sort of focus on, on my business. And then when I get my kids back, I'm like all in on the kids. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying, where I'm going with this is like, Parents, whether you're divorced or not, should take some time to be individualized parents and let the wife go off and do her thing where you're literally responsible for everything for a week with your kids. And she gets to go kind of not take a break, but take a break. Yeah. And then come back and like regenerate and reg- and, re- and refresh yourselves. Like, honestly, it, I, I was reading a book. Um, ancient days of sunlight shocking <laughs> and, and, there, and he was talking about how how this is always resonated with me and i can't remember the name of the author but um the, the last days of ancient sunlight it's called and he was talking about it as indigenous tribes back in the day us the the child bearers were not responsible for raising the kids we went mm-hmm. out and hunted and gathered and did all the the chores to keep the tribe going but mm-hmm. the elders raised the kids because we're just kids ourselves having kids like i don't have the slightest idea how to raise my kids i still yeah. don't like every day i'm like i have no idea what to do in this situation mm-hmm. my like i literally my daughter is now dating and i'm like i have no idea what i'm supposed to do in this situation right so <laughs> It's interesting. Um, Interesting. I think I'm going off on a tangent here, but being a single father and a single parent of two teenagers has made me a better human because like, it's just inherent. You either step in or you step away. And if you step in, it's like, you just have to make it work. You just have to make it work. I I think as well, I agree with everything you're saying. I think divorce is horrendous going through it. Uh, A lot of times it smacks you upside the head and you didn't see it coming or, or whatever. So you're, you're caught in this maelstrom of, of good word. I know the drama took from you, but I think when you start to come out the other side or you're, you're getting to the other side, the Mm -hmm. realization that crisis Mm -hmm. is a 
good catalyst for change mm-hmm. yeah. and to, to realize that you would never have made those changes that you needed to make unless something like that happened. So that's not just in our personal lives. That's within business as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Sometimes these things that seem so like earth shattering, you're, you're not going to get to the other side of it. Your life's never going to be the same again. You don't realize that you, you can figure that out, get to the other side and your life is going to be better. You're going to learn more. You're going to be a better human being. You're going to be more empathetic to other people, Mm. be able to help other people, not be that perfect person that is somebody saying, Hey, I'm having a problem with this. What would you do in this situation? Be like, I don't know. (laughs) You've actually had the, the capacity to have those experiences and become a a deeper, richer human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's true. I love what you said. Um, Crisis is a good catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so deep. I'm going to take that with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well it has been so amazing speaking with you guys but i would love you to tell me about your podcast um mind body business so what should listeners i mean from listening to this conversation so far i know what listeners are supposed to expect from it already but can you like you know tell us more about this podcast yeah. well it's no longer <laughs> called mind body business for starters we we actually oh. rebranded it. it's called a Just. little it's called a little impolite oh um okay and it's still the same sort of general take of, of the original mind body business, but um, it's, it's engaging with interesting people doing interesting things mm-hmm. and drawing on what their superpower is, what mm-hmm. it is that their gift is to the universe, and then going down rabbit hole discoveries on how they're serving the planet to make it a better place. Oh, that's beautiful. We had to change the name because, as you've probably heard, Devo likes dropping some spicy sense enhancers. (laughs) Sometimes he's a little impolite. (laughs) I think we would all serve to be better humans if we were all just a little bit more uncensored. To be honest, ah, yeah, yeah, I that also a while back. That it's good when you drop the f bomb once in a while because it allows you to express yourself the way you are meant to. Yeah. But I think everybody's just sort of going around posturing all the time. And if people were just literally, if people could, it'd be honestly, you know, it'd be really fantastic is if we could invent some sort of a fabric that would share your emotion that you're going through right now. Mm. So you're out and about, you know, somebody cuts you off on the freeway and you get all jerked off and you want to go flip him off and step up and duke it out with him. But, you know, (laughs) I don't know what he just went through. Maybe his wife just, he just walked in on his wife in a gangbang or something. He's now driving down the road. (laughs) I have no idea. It's like, so he should have something on. It's like, I'm really struggling right now, guys. Um, I have a short fuse. Like, just <laughs> give me some space. I'd be like, oh, that's fucking cool. I'm going to go edit that out. I'm going to go give this dude a hug right now. Like, like yeah. if people were just more uncensored, we'd probably have a lot better relationships. How about if mm-hmm. they were just like little kids? Like, yeah. you uncensored. see little kids, though, and they run up to each other on the playground, and they're, they're friends automatically, and they just connect. Yeah, we could learn something from little kids because they're uncensored. That's true. They don't. Also, they eat dirt. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the downside to being uncensored. Really. <laughs> if that's the downside, I'm cool with that. <laughs> so, it's but it's true. Like you watch all these press conferences on the news and these politicians getting up there and they're just like reading a script and it's not genuine. There's no realness yeah. to it. They're just reading a script that somebody handed to them. Like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I can go on for hours on this conversation. I love that question. Yeah, I, 
<laughs> okay, I should cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Just a few particular words. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this the first podcast you've ever had where you had the word gangbang in it? <laughs> yeah, is that, this is the first time in, I don't know, over 100 um, podcast interviews. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, I, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I, I love the, the genuity to that. That's good. Yeah, it's so genuine. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, it just came out. I don't know. It was on my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think we, we we all we all want to be, you know, politically correct nowadays. We want to be, you know, yeah, very poised and yeah, yeah that's just the issue. <laughs> yeah. But I would love I'd love to know what's the best way to connect and work with you and for listeners out there who want to, you know, get to know more about Sprout Connector, who want to work with you hand in hand or you know closely. What's the best way to do that? You want to hit it? Well, I think Instagram is probably the best way uh, right now because we're in the middle of redoing our social media and our website. But it's sproutconnectors.com is the uh, web URL. And then if you want to find either one of us on social media, Lisa's at Lisa Staff Photo. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at Fusion Photog. Or on Sprout Connectors. Or at Sprout Connectors, but Lisa Fusion Pub is the best way right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to make all of this link um, available in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to just click on it and get across to Lisa and Devo. They are amazing people. Like, I do want these conversations to end, but <laughs> but time, we must guide our time, like Lisa said rightly. <laughs> we, must bring this, we must bring this to an end, unfortunately. Thank you so much for everything you taught me. It has been really amazing speaking with you. I really enjoyed this episode. Thank, Thank you. you. We loved it. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. wow. You made it to the very it's end of this, of this episode. Thank you so Thank much, you for, so listening. much for listening. I'm grateful I'm for your time, your love, your love, and your contributions. Your Subscribe, Subscribe, like, like, review, and share this, and podcast. share this podcast. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Bye.